This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. It's a butter egg made from plants. Bring more customers in your doors with Just Egg. Start with a free sample at ju.st slash hrn. This week on Meet and 3, we rethink surplus by exploring how innovators are promoting sharing mindsets and responding to excess in creative ways. The whole life cycle of food would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter behind China and the United States if it were a country. You know, in the age of COVID, where a lot of those institutional processors did grind to a halt and a lot of farms had to dump milk in Pennsylvania, even while supermarket cases were, were bare, the organic market stayed strong. They source all of these ingredients, they do all of this work, and then they just boil it for a few minutes and then they throw it away. Tune in to Meet and 3, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Why Food, a podcast about entrepreneurs, innovators, and career changers. I'm your co-host, Ethan Frisch. And I'm your co-host, Valerie Lomas. And we have a very cool uh, guest to introduce you to, somebody who Valerie has a personal and professional connection to that we (laughs) are going to uh, dig into a little bit today. Nicole January is a producer and director and the founder of January First, Inc. Nicole, thanks for joining us. Oh, well, thank you for having me, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, we are so excited to have you. And um, yeah, so I met you, Nicole, um, several months ago because the Food Network was producing an original digital show called Valerie Bakes Your Questions. And yes, and um, (laughs) the producers from the Food Network side actually linked us and kind of paired us together to create this show. So um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about um, how it is that you got involved? Because the premise of the show is um, I like on social media, often people ask a lot of questions. People ask a lot of questions about baking, um, especially like during the holidays, like Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day. Um, And so the premise of the show is, If people have questions about baking, let's answer them while we also make some really fun recipes. So, um, Nicole, how how was it that you got involved in this production and you brought such an amazing creative vision and aesthetic to the production? So we're going to talk a little bit about that also. Well, thanks, Val. Um, I mean, it was super exciting. Uh, The Discovery team kind of found me through mutual um, engagements. And we had like this project going on. And one of the the first things that they thought would be really aligned with um, the way that I work and kind of like what the vision that I had was coming and presenting this food show that they had. And then they were like, well, you know, guess who our our host is? And when they said it was Valerie Lomas, of course, I was super excited because I felt like, you know, you had such a vast and, and creative and interesting perspective of like how you really undertake your food and how you kind of bake and teach. And one of the feedbacks that I really received right as we were developing it, um, uh, developing um, the, you know, the show and everything like that was the fact that a lot of your audience is very engaged, right? Like a lot of your audience love to ask you questions. And one of the things that you do really well is kind of like teach through your process. And um, when we took the 
undertaking to understand like how can we actually take what you do naturally and really develop that into you know a show that can kind of like run and not just you know and be really engaging it was natural that what you know what came up was like having your questions lead kind of the recipes and things like that that you that you're able to present and so throughout the development process um it was a you know collaborative um a collaborative experience and 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 process with the disco the discovery team and and my team to kind of figure out how we really bring that to life right and yeah. uh, Valerie Bakes Your Questions was one of the first names that obviously sticks because it is a very authentic approach to audience engagement right it's like you we always get those inboxes i'm sure your dms are crazy it's like how do you do this and how do you do that so when we have our um, your episodes driven by direct questions and engagement from your audience it makes it a natural kind of you know uh development process right like right, right. what are the things you know like i know pie crust was a big thing for you right your audiences love to understand like okay what how do i not screw this up right like yeah, how do i do this better Everybody <laughs> likes to talk about pie crust, right? Um, especially because you know it's it's interesting because the show actually launched last month, and I know we haven't really talked a lot about it on this podcast yet, which is exciting that we get to talk about it a bit today, um, right? But we were definitely gathering questions during the holiday season, where I think people, I mean, obviously, like the holidays is where it's like every everyone really is baking people who like don't bake ever and 100%. i know they don't bake ever because i'm friends with them they, <laughs> they start baking during the holidays like they are they're literally like buying pie plates and rolling pens and i'm like whoa girl okay yeah. um, so it was so we actually developed the show like late fall thinking <laughs> it was a holiday show um oh my god what a we process don't have, we, we don't we we, and we actually, we should kind of touch on how it was that we were able to shoot the show, obviously, like kind of yeah. in the middle of like a surging pandemic, because there were like such amazing safety precautions taken. And like, I've been on other sets since. And I have to say that like, uh, on, Nicole, on your set, it was like, not a game. It was like very serious. So <laughs> we um, did. We take it very seriously because I think you know we we really try and make sure that everybody feels safe, right? Like not all the time is it about just you know like showing up, but it's everybody has to feel like that when when they do are at on their job and when everybody is like you know placed in such a risky situation like a pandemic, you know um, we want to make sure that everybody that's involved feels safe enough that you know we have taken every single precaution, like you said, um, and imp implement it, you know, across the board. Um, and before we dive, delve into, you know, the, the how we got there, <laughs> right, um, right. it was quite interesting, you know, like to your point where we started developing this, you know, like what was that August, um, September, October, you know? we really started getting into it and it initially started as a you know that your first season would have been developed in uh, throughout the holiday season and you're absolutely correct the holiday season you know there's a spike in baking um even myself when i was a when i was a, a young kid you know my grandmother that was like our tradition right like cookies like we stacked bins and bins of cookies for the holiday season and so and throughout the year nobody has really time for, uh, for it or can think about it and right the, unless, where, you're, unless you're me in which case right, right. 
yes, which I love, which I love. And, you know, which was what was really fun about your show is that we we wanted to give the viewers a treat during that time because we went through such a you know, we just made it out of um, we a very tough year, you know, and 2020 and the, all of the pressure that everybody was facing. And even throughout the isolation that the holidays might not be one of the happiest times for for everybody. It was like it gave us an opportunity to see how can we, you know, add a little cherry on top, you know, and how can right. we kind of like create, um, you know, in an environment and a, a um, circumstances that can kind of like, you know, make it a little easier to deal with the holidays, especially when we are in isolation. And the some of the ideas were super fun, right? Like, you know, like your little helpers. That's how we we initially wanted to integrate your niece. Like, how can you do these little activities through FaceTime? How can you really have friends and, you know, these Zoom rooms that we have and, you know, perhaps come up with a fun way of integrating um, the distance but still feel close. And I think one of the biggest questions that you had and like um, not just the biggest, but like the most uh, oftenly asked question was like, how do I ship cookies and keep them fresh? And so a lot of our ideas, we kind of like um, structured around that, but we wanted to make sure that we stayed authentic to your style and your connection to your audience. And how do like, how are we able to do that and have your voice be, you know, heard throughout your process and we were excited. I mean, it looked so great, like the ideas and also, you know, obviously collaborating with you and some of the recipes that you were be able to, you were able to come up with. Uh, we were super excited to be able to launch that in in uh, over the holidays. Unfortunately, as luck would have it, you know, we had <laughs> we had a snafu with, you know, a COVID run in and we had to postpone the um, the the shoot, as you know. And what with our partners at Food Network and discovery was so great, you know, great to work with and, and, and accommodating to throughout the whole process, including yourself, that we all kind of pivoted within moments, you know, and we're able to kind of like figure out an entirely new undertaking and the, hence why we launched in March um, and making sure that because we found out the that somebody was COVID positive, like during our testing, we were supposed to shoot on the Tuesday and um, we had our testing done throughout the weekend. Um, we had nurses sent to each person's house and one test came back, you know, um, positive. And we had to kind of like make that executive call and see if we can push it a couple of days. Um, so here we are uh, launching in March. And I think everything worked out beautifully. Um, I think the pivot was necessary um, because there was so much more things that we were able to kind of like bring into play. Even your mom's, you know, peach cobbler was able, she was able to be a part of the show. Your niece was able to be there and we were able to send her Valentine's Day cookies. Yeah. I mean, so for if you haven't, if you haven't been tuning in, um, I really hope you guys check out the series that we made. It's available in a couple of different places. You can actually find all of the episodes on the Food Network's main website, just foodnetwork.com. Or, you know, you can just Google Valerie Bakes Your Questions Food Network, and it will take you right there. They have the full playlist of each of the six episodes. And you can also find it at its proper home, which is the Food Network Kitchen app. And with the app, if you just look under shows, all of the shows are in alphabetical order. And you can see it there and you can stream it. Um, you can actually, what is it called? When you put it on your, when you watch it on your phone and 
you put it on your television, you can like Chrome, Chromecast, Chromecast it. Or, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> however you do that, which is actually pretty cool because um, I, I don't have a television at home, but um, I did that at my sister's house and you can really experience like the amazing um, photography and like the video components and aesthetic when you see it on like the larger screen. So um, I hope you guys check that out. And as Nicole mentioned, my niece, um, we were able to incorporate her into one of the episodes and um you know, given that she's two and she's not fully in control of her own schedule, um, Nicole, and you were so accommodating with like being flexible with making that work. So um, can you maybe talk us a little bit through a little bit of your creative process? Because um, for each of the episodes and just like the overall aesthetic of the series, I mean, you really, so much of that was like, kind of like your vision. So like, Tell us like, uh, tell us about that. And just like in general, like, how are you so damn creative girl? <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> thank you um, for, for saying that. But I think, you know, the, the entire, a lot of times during my creative process, I like to follow and pay attention to really what has been put in front of me. And in your case, you know, you were my subject, right? Like, how do I, how do I create this painting and, and kind of like the, the aesthetic and, and feeling and aura around you that already exists? All I have to do is kind of like pull it out. I think that is the core of creating content around mm. somebody that's, you know, that when you don't go in with a script and you work with non-actors or somebody that's trying to portray their talents, um, what you do is you follow their lead, you know, and you make sure that their personality and their look and feel and who they truly are comes across on screen. Because when you do the opposite, things come through inauthentic and you try to, then you try to create a mold that is not necessarily there. And, you know, everything can become really discombobulated and the viewers can kind of like see that and feel that come across through the screen. What I was able to do with you and my team is really have a conversation about like, I think one of the things that come through comes through so so vividly with you is your colors, right? Like you love bright colors and you, you're not afraid of it. And you're not I afraid of colors. it. I love right? like bright pink and purple. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. And you know, and, and, and you know, that, that was one of the first things that I noticed. And, you know, even through the aesthetic and how you cho choose to um, represent like some of the, the, the food that you bake, you know, and things like that. It was very, you know, straightforward. Like there's an elegance to you there's a fun playful mature side to you but there's also this inner child of yours you know especially when you come in with your sweet things and you know you you kind of like explore your taste buds in all kinds of ways even through your explorations and traveling and things like that or taking risks like leaving your career in law to kind of pursue your passion all those things played a part into what does a show look like for Valerie you know and when we sat throughout the development process it was figuring out not just how do we get the content across, but how do we make it visually appealing, right? And so, um, you know, Kane, who was on our on our set design team, um, you know, we talked a lot about like let it come through in hints. You know, don't we don't? I feel like you know, like sometimes less is more, right? Mm -hmm. And you saw like some of the stuff and the accents that we chose um, were in contrast, but at, but yet they worked so well together. You know, like we might have you know your 
with clementines and orange in a pink bowl, you know, and like, it's not, you know, we, we didn't try and go all the way, you know, left and try to create like a whole red kitchen, you know, but we, we used little things to kind of like lead and, 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 um, leave room also even for you and your wardrobe and makeup to explore the colors so that all facets can work together, you know? And I think that's really the beautiful thing that we try to do. Like, you know, it's not just one person. I'm not just the creative one, you know, but the entire team is. Everybody works together to form, you know, like what the end product looks like. And um, all I have to do is like, kind of like have this idea and, and perspective of like, you know, a half, what does a half drank, you know, bottle of uh, rosé look like on your, you know, on your, uh, next to your, your lemon palm cake, right? Like right. feeling the feeling of you, like unity was a big thing for us and the feeling of coming together to, to enjoy, um, some, like some of life's sweet moments was a big thing. And I think one thing that, um, the discovery team kind of gravitated towards me, uh, for to bring out in your story is making sure that, you know, we get to understand and learn more about you, you know, and, um, during our process and when we work together you know those were the conversations you and I had in the green room right like right. um how do you you know what are the stories that you want to bring across what what makes this recipe uniquely you know you and why does somebody else not want to take a generic recipe but you know because everybody you know knows how to bake a pound cake but what is the difference between you know Valerie's pound cake or lemon pound cake and somebody else's, you know? And sometimes people, like I've had people watch the show on my end and, and was like, oh my God, I'm making this because I have the same memory, you know? Like yeah. like my grandmother used to do this, you know? Or, you know, and it's like, oh, this is how I can do this. This seems so much easier, you know? And she's so relatable. And I think those are the little things and tidbits that um, go into before, before we even get on set, you know, of like, like trying to figure out the biggest thing is always, 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 what is our intent, right? Like, what is our intention? What do we want to get out? And what is the goal when a viewer views this? Because there are, like you said, like a lot of food shows and, you know, and they're great and we're all engaged, but like you are uniquely you and why and what kind of like um, do we need to do to get that across on the screen? So in a nutshell, that's kind of like the process to to work through um, getting to a final product and, you know, getting something that's cinematically um, appealing. The team worked really hard on the lighting and, you know, paid attention to small details um, and all that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, it was a, it was a well-oiled machine to be able to work with you on this show. Yeah. And I have to say, the I think maybe the greatest feedback I got was about the wardrobe selections. Mm, um, I love it. And I like, I know that like you, obviously you hired, you have a great wardrobe stylist that you work with, but I also know that you were the person giving her direction. <laughs> um, I, I know that because <laughs> you saw the decks leading up to it. <laughs> exactly. And she was very clear. She, and I like, it's, it's so funny because there is this rainbow sequin duster that I wore for um, the, these social media clips that we made um, for Food Network and Food Network Kitchen social media channels where we are, you know, giving tips on holiday baking. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Nat Natasha came to my house, she came with like, I don't even know how many gigantic bags of clothes and <laughs> shoes. And we spent hours trying on clothes, which might sound fun, but like, it's actually... Um, <laughs> 
it's taxing really, really hard work <laughs> but when she pulled out the sequin duster I was just like no way um and she was like oh you know I know Nicole's looking for something like flamboyant um and we were like she was like oh it's, so it's either going to be the sequin duster or I ordered a tutu but I don't know if the tutu will be here and I'm like oh my god a tutu is like speaking to me but um you know, eventually, it. like I did try on the duster and I was like, OK, maybe we can work with this. And that sequin duster ended up being like the, the biggest, highlight of the show, <laughs> The highlight, like seriously, the highlight. So like um, I, I, I really find it so interesting, Nicole, that like as a creative person, you were just able to kind of like look at me like before even like properly meeting me and and we didn't meet till we got on set because of covid um we had only met via zoom right and um the fact that like you knew i was the kind of girl that wants to spin around in the kitchen in a tutu and like <laughs> you somehow knew that like um or you were able to give direction to natasha hester who was the wardrobe stylist um so that she saw that like ridiculously like flamboyant ended up being like so gorgeously perfect rainbow sequin duster like <laughs> um it's just it's yeah I I was I was just really I felt and like I feel like working with you guys um when it came to like hair and makeup like I was like okay these are two black women they're gonna take care of me I felt like I you know that you guys just like kind of knew exactly what it was that I needed like with hairstyling and with all of that kind of stuff. 100%. I think, you know, that's something that I put, you know, great emphasis on, especially, you know, in, in the industry that we work in and the things that, you know, we, um, you know, undertake. Um, as a Black woman, when I am on set or doing these productions, um, if you go to my website, like, you'll see uh, most of my work is dedicated to presenting black women in the light they deserve to be seen, you know? And I think, you know, that goes into play from, you know, soups to nuts, you mm. know, like, um, and so that is a part of our process, you know, like, I think I, you know, I've always wanted to see that and I've always wanted to be a part of it. And now that I'm in a position to be a part of it, I'm grateful for the clients that allow that, you know, and that can also put, you know, connect the dots. You know, if we look, talk about Liz Olenoff, like that was on the discovery team, Tassai, she was able to connect the dots and say, like, Nicole and Valerie will be a great match, you know, and I think making sure that people in position that have the opportunity to be able to put two people together in the realm of, you know, making decisions like, you know, um, I can't just walk in there and say like, hey, um, I'm going to be on your team or vice versa. You know, there is sometimes that middle um, person that kind of has has to have that vision as well. So um, say all that to say that, you know, like, uh, I'm so grateful that you felt taken care of, you know, like it could have been disastrous, right? Like we could, <laughs> we could have walked on a, on a set and be like, I can't believe they didn't get me, you know, and I'm grateful that, you know, we've had the ample amount of conversation that was necessary to be able to get something um, accomplished that was, you know, that was appeasing to you. Um, and I, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, as production runs, um, we were able to kind of like, 
pull each other aside on the first day. Like you said, we met on set and really delve into, you know, the entire series, right? Like talk from beginning to end, you know, like Jasmine, who's also, you know, like my right hand girl on set was like trying to figure out, all right, how do we best accommodate you? But right, what do you mm-hmm. need? How do we how do we provide that? And how do we bring your vision to life? Whatever you need to make you to feel comfortable to bring your most authentic self to the screen is what we need to do. And um, when it comes to um, being able to see, right, like how or, or recognize, how do I know that you would love a choo-choo dancing, you know, twirling in the kitchen? And how do I even incorporate that in a cooking show or a baking show, you know? Um, it's really, like I said, when you just get still and listen, you know, you see things that other people might miss because they're so ready to bring their own vision to life. Right. Um, I think in that regard, I have an immense amount of reverence when it comes to working with talent. You know, um, it's 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 listening to the small little hints that they drop your giggle and your laugh and your, you know, like gregariousness and, you know, being in the same room with you. Well, albeit through Zoom, it came across, you know, Um, and so (laughs) what's that? I just thought, wow, I'm always so impressed by producers. It really is like um, it really takes a certain type of person. And um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, and, it, you know, and it was a great joy. I think you were able, like, even after we, you know, um, everything went live and uh, and the, uh, the client was super happy, the fact that they came back and was even saying, like, you know, we're ready for season two whenever you guys are, that's exciting. You know, that's kind of like the lasting impression that we want to leave in anything that we do, you know. Um, and even shortly after, right, like, we almost had an opportunity to work on something completely completely different as well, just because they saw um, our, our chemistry that came across throughout the series, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, 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 it's interesting to kind of um, grow in this, in, in this uh, era <laughs> during COVID and after it, because like you said, you know, we don't necessarily, I don't get to spend, you know, an ample amount of time with you in person and feeling and, you know, going through all of that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of like really understanding, you know, what it really takes now to do things through the screen, you know, and yeah. does it make things easier or harder? Who knows, you know, <laughs> but we but we did it. We did it. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break and we will be right back with more from Nicole. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based customers into your doors with easy to use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample just head to ju.st slash hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier, with no cholesterol, and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st slash hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and French toast. 
There's also frozen, pre-baked, folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres called Just Egg mind-blowing, and Bon Appetit says, so good I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st slash hrn. And we're back. You're listening to Why Food, and our guest this week is Nicole January, producer, director, and founder of January 1st, Inc. Uh, Nicole, you've had a, a, a long and really interesting career in video TV production, um, and obviously the, the the project that you and Valerie worked on together, which was beautiful, by the way, is... Oh, is a, Ethan is, saw it. Ethan watched an episode with me. I did. Hey! I've watched several episodes. Um, <laughs> and it's... Uh, right, so that is focused on food, but but you've done all kinds of things. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started, how you got into this industry? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, hailing from Swakopmund, Namibia, which is a, a very, very small town in Africa. Um, I always knew that I wanted to do something in cre- in the creative realm, not knowing um, necessarily what exactly that is. But I always had an infinity um, between, you know, for the theater and the arts and things like that. I, you know, I was, I was as a kid, I was always like performing and teaching like, you know, scripts and things like that. Um, I can tell you guys, uh, take you guys down a rabbit hole of, you know, just the work that I did with you know, in orphanages and underprivileged kids and how to kind of like take them out of off of the street and keep them busy through being immersed in creating at the time that wasn't content. It wasn't content wasn't known um, in that way. If you think about 15 years, you know, 16, 17 years ago, like nobody knew about that when we were in high school of like p- picking up your phone and creating a piece of content. But, you know, having plays and after school programs and things like that was a big part of that. Um, but I realized and recognized that there, you know, that there was a, a bigger undertaking that I wanted to to kind of like do. And when I first uh, laid my eyes or kind of like experienced uh, doing branded content, I felt like, um, you know, there was a kin- kindred spirit I met almost because brands were starting to explore what it means to tell authentic stories while having their um, brand kind of like in the background or even the, in the forefront, but how do they do that authentically? And um, when I first started out um, within my career, that was like in the in the kind of like in the beginning of that, you know, and it was exciting to be able to understand how do you bring, how do you tell a brand story authentically through stories, stories and individuals that aren't necessarily always on screen, which means that you're working with a lot of non-actors. Um, it kind of catapulted me into storytelling on, um, like it, like I said earlier, um, in the process of listening, right? And then learning and following, you know, the direction of the people that whose stories that you're trying to tell. And um, so fast forward, you know, like, uh, I always loved, you know, music programming and, uh, like I said, content creation. So one of my uh, jobs was working for Essence Festival. And um, that kind of like grew, I grew from being a coordinator in there to executive producer to running their video department um, for Essence Festival. And um, so working with artists and, and telling their stories and working in an exciting environment and for Black women in that regard, really, really, 
really inspired, you know, the trajectory of where it was going to go for for the foreseeable future. Um, and uh, when I started my company January 1st, <laughs> naming it January 1st was like not just after my last name, but because of the 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 history that my last name held, I I felt it was necessary to tell that story, especially in the time and age that we're currently living. When I was a young girl, one thing that my dad always said is like, you know, well, you know, you look at me, I'm doing okay. My granddad or my father said that you need to be, do better than the next and you need to be better than the next. Everybody has heard that story prior to that we shouldn't always start from the bottom. You should start from a place of inspiration of what your forefathers and ancestors have left behind for you. And when um, we were younger, we always got told what our family story was and where our last name came from. And this was um, coming from, you know, my great, great, great grandfather unfortunately I don't know the amount of greats go um, was a, a slave and he was set free on the 1st of January and when he as you know the history between slaves um, uh, you know what the last name is always based on your plantation name or your your owner um, who owned you at the time and he understood at the time he's like okay when they asked him what do you want your last name to be he could finally declare what it was or what it could be um, he couldn't think of anything else but like understanding and celebrating that the the day he was free and it was in January and he's like January 1st I think everybody would always whoever comes after me will continue to declare that you have freedom to pursue whatever the future holds for you and I just felt it was necessary to to tell that story and I felt compelled to to call my company and the in the journey that I am now you know embarking on and building and um, celebrating even black women in the way that the content that I create and, and immerse myself into does, that was necessary for me to tell that story um, as I proceed. Wow, what an, what an incredible story. Thank yeah, you. I, I love the, the strength and power in your name and how, um, you know, it, it was it was it, it was created with such intention and I feel like you br you bring that same level of like tenacity and intention to your work. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That means a lot, Valerie. And I, I do feel like, you know, our ancestors especially really understood the power of names and naming mm. things. And I feel like 100%. it's like just a part of that manifesting something. So um, that, yeah, that's like such an awesome story. Um Nicole, let's talk about the food because <laughs> I know that like you obviously are, you are someone who, who has great vision and you can produce the hell out of things. Um, let's talk about food because you did end up on this food production. Um, do you like, did, do you, do you like, do you enjoy cooking? Do you enjoy baking? And like, what did we bake on set that you liked the most? Right. Like why food, right? Um, <laughs> well, food. <laughs> right? No, I, I adore, adore like this, every single recipe that you undertook on set. And honest to God, my favorite is obviously lemon pound cake. I am addicted to lemon pound cake. It's probably the only dessert that I've ever found myself at two in the morning like literally looking up a 24 hour Starbucks to figure out where is the lemon pound, mm. uh, you know, the, the, the ice lemon pound cake. Listen, okay. Starbucks, 
they do have some good lemon pound cake because like back when I had my lawyer job, like I would go to Starbucks, (laughs) get my chai latte and a piece of lemon pound cake. And that would be like breakfast and lunch. Um, Like like, literally we're twins there. Yes. But like, I think the lemon pound cake episode we did and the recipe that, that I shared really resonated with people because I swear, like, like within like 24 hours of us promoting that one, I had like people who I like only know tangentially, like, oh, went to like medical school with my sister, like texting me pictures of their lemon pound cake. Really? And oh my like, God. I didn't know you baked. That's oh, amazing. So I, I really think, you know, first of all, everybody loves pound cake. And like, I, I love lemon desserts. If, if anyone knows me at all, you know, my like lemons to lemon curd kind of little saying, and <laughs> I don't, I don't like stuff that's super sweet. So I feel like lemon as a flavor and a dessert, it just balances everything out. So, um, I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that recipe was great. And listen, any, any time where I'm telling stories about my dad telling stories is like, (laughs) it's, that's always like something that's like kind of funny and interesting. And, um, you know, if you guys need to watch the episode, but my dad, he did tell me that if you are going to consider yourself a proper Southern woman, you need to know how to make a good pound cake. So that's um, hilarious. I love that you loved that recipe. And yes, um, no, I loved it. <laughs> what was it like being on a set like where you're like surrounded by food, but can't necessarily partake in it <laughs> because you're like mouth-watering torture. <laughs> But um, I, I mean, you know, obviously, like, it's funny because the whispers even on set were like, oh, my God, I can't like stand this. This is frustrating. And you don't even want to understand what it was like in the post side of things. My editors were literally constantly being like, I am starving. I'm going to bake this cake right now. And they would literally repurpose some of the, the recipes that they that they were working on and go out and cook it. So it was like, or bake it. And it was hilarious. Like they were like, I can't like, listen, Nicole, can I take a break? Because I'm starving. I can't work on this, you know, chocolate fish <laughs> truffle any longer. And um, so I think, you know, it came across uh, like, uh, like a lot of it came across as far as like making you starving and wanting to bake. I said, I said that from the get, like as we were working, together and developing these recipes it's you know it comes as it's almost almost natural like you know to be like all right I'm gonna go out and get myself a mixer you know (laughs) I'm gonna be be a star baker you know because you make it look so easy no that's such a great point about post-production because um it's so interesting when you are you know what's called quote unquote the talent it's like I got to show up after you guys had like spent an entire day, like getting the entire set together, um, I like showed up and Nicole just has these like beautiful scripts ready for me. Like, you know, based off of our previous conversations, it wasn't like, you know, this is a whole, you know, written show No, but it was, you know, bullet points and, you know, stories I had told Nicole, I wanted to incorporate. And it's like, I come in, I have breakfast, I sit down in the chair and Walton starts, putting makeup on me, doing my hair. And like, I was just able to enjoy the process so much. Um, And like thinking about like what happens in post and what happens with editing isn't really something that like you, you, you can physically see on set because it's not happening yet. Right. Um, 
so like thank you for even mentioning that and i like i love that like the crew like at the end of the day they get they did get to eat the lemon pound cake but um i didn't think about the editors and how they did <laughs> yes they didn't unfortunately get to partake but they i loved every part of it because it was it was really an experience because you know we didn't finish post until like um we were working throughout um on it throughout thanksgiving all the way right before christmas um, and then we picked up in the top of the year. So while everybody was off of set, you know, offset with it, like I still had two um, two main editors dedicated to the show um, outside of, you know, the color grading team and um, audio mixing. So, yeah, you had a whole, you know, production happening for you Girl, um, on these I, things. I, I, so. I, I honestly didn't know the scale of it, I think, until I got to set. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is like this is a little intimidating and it's, it's so interesting because it's like when you are on set in the times of a pandemic, everyone is wearing a mask and you know, I'm just sitting there at the little Island in the, in the gorgeous kitchen that, you know, Kane styled and, and it's like, okay, go. And I'm like trying to like talk and connect with people. But if, if people have on masks, it's like so much harder to like, even have those connections with the crew. Cause I'm looking at like, you know, the camera person and I, I want to laugh or I want a smile. <laughs> right. And, and you know, it is funny. Is masks, so I know I've, I've definitely experienced that. That's one of the biggest challenges because, um, or have been told, and, and I know that, you know, you and I had to deal and work through that because feedback is one of the, you know, biggest affirmations that you have, especially when you're feeling, you know, intimidated, looking like 20 people looking back at you, you know, like standing there and nobody can move. You know, you feel like you want to see those those visual cues from somebody you right. know, telling you that you're doing something the right way. And, um, to your point, masks have kind of like taken that, you know, that aspect away from us. And it is kind of tough uh, because they can't respond order to, like audibly and you can't see them smile. And I think, you know, what was cute that everybody was, you know, like because we spent so much time together because, you know, we we had to get tested and stay stay um, quarantined. And we shot throughout, you know, like I think it was five days that we were all together. Um, it was like they every single time we cut, you know, you just heard the affirmations from them right verbally saying like oh my god please don't look at our masks like we're all enjoying this this is super fun um and that was super helpful I think your grading technique that you you had everybody was like oh my god when we said cut everybody is like what I'm gonna use that for good you know for life because there were so many different um you know like hints and and things like that even Carl who was our DP went home and he was like telling his wife some of the things and she was so excited to even learn second handedly from him so i want to you know just encourage you that you know like everything that you were able to provide whether that came through the screen and people were watching it or whether it was on set and you know and the people that you touched uh during our our, our production process it was really you know you touched hearts and and minds and techniques <laughs> were spread so um it was really an awesome experience yeah um and you know, I I really hope people can can take a time uh, some time to watch a few of the episodes. And if you do, you know, definitely give us some feedback. You know, hit me up at Foodie in New York. Leave a comment. I have tons of 
not tons, but I have, you know, several posts about the show. We'll just love to hear feedback about what you guys think. And also give us your questions for next season, right? Oh my gosh. We're super excited to get more of those questions. I think once we get, you know, going again, you know, we'll see what, what the, the, even, I think what would be really cool is if your viewers can share like the topics that they want to address. I think one of the ideas that we had was like national holidays, which was, would, would have been a great, you know, undertaking because there's so many holidays. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it would be really cool to understand, like, what are you baking next? You know, to push you, push your boundaries, Valerie, <laughs> <laughs> see what you can kind of teach us next would be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ethan, if, if COVID regulations, you know, if, if we can get on the other side of this, I don't know. I might have to have you as one of our guests next season and teach you to bake something. I'll Ooh. just, I'll just be a, a taster guest. I don't even need to, I'll just <laughs> wait in the corner for you to be finished cooking. And then, you know, this is, this is pretty good. Or this, <laughs> I would, I would love that. We need like, Oh, the idea of like being able to have like guests on set. That just sounds like so much fun. I like, know. We, I we're know. Gonna, we're going to party. And like, I will say one thing Nicole did like, because like I said, you know, I walked out and I was like, Oh shit, this is real. Um, <laughs> We did. We might have had mimosas the second day. I don't know. That might have happened. <laughs> I will neither confirm or deny. Mimosas may have happened. Um, um, Nicole, where can our listeners uh, learn more about your work and follow you on social media? Yeah, hundred percent. So for social media, you can um, follow me at Nicole January. That is N I C O L E J A N U A R. I-E, not a Y, but I-E. Um, that's my personal IG. Um, January 1st is uh, the ge- the uh, Instagram channel for January 1st. And then um, most of our my work can be seen um, on January1st.com. That's www.January1st, like one st.com um and then you'll be able to see like all of the beautiful work that we've been able to do with beautiful people like Valerie. Amazing. And as always, you can reach us by email, whyfood at heritageradionetwork.org uh, and whyfoodpodcast on Instagram. You can follow me via my spice company, Burlap and Barrel, at Burlap and Barrel on Instagram. And you can follow me on social at Foodie in New York. And Val, what's the, what's the website to watch the videos? To watch the show, you can go to foodnetwork.com and just search Valerie Bakes Your Questions. Or you can literally put it in Google, Valerie Bakes Your Questions Food Network, and it'll take you right to the Food Network website. And if you have the Food Network Kitchen app, you can just look it up under shows under the letter V for Valerie. Um, And if you don't have the Food Network Kitchen app, you can download it because it is actually really awesome. And I... um, I think it's fun to watch it through the app because it's kind of more of like the interface of, you know, what the show was kind of designed to look like as far as each episode. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks to Armin Spengen, our amazing sound engineer. Thanks to the Red Crickets for our theme song, Blind. And most of all, Nicole, thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is such a fascinating conversation and, <laughs> and what a great way to announce Valerie's new series. Yay. This was super fun, guys. Thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on the show. Um, I look forward to to listening to all of the amazing other people that you you guys are interviewing and the stuff that you, you're covering. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thanks, Nicole. And everyone, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Why Food is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. 
For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.